are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. It's your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. It's episode number two this week of five. Download it into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform. It could be Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, wherever you listen to podcasts, me and Gino are available five days a week. And then after the show, we log right on Twitter and start talking birds there at Lockdown Birds, at DBLCLOE, at GC24 underscore football. If you missed yesterday's show, I kind of just got into the opening of the tampering window where free agents can't officially sign until the 17th, but tampering day, pretty much you find out where people are going to start signing. And so for the Eagles, they didn't really make any moves yet and still have not made any free agent moves on the outside of the organization, but we got into the Brandon Graham restructure and uh, Zach Ertz trade rumors, as well as Derek Barnett to cut him or to give him an extension and just how I think salary cap now is a myth. So we got into all that on Monday. And Gino, that's a funny thing too, because today we're going to dive deep into the wide receiver position. And just before we started the show, the Eagles, actually some news here, the Eagles and Niners trade last year that involved Marquise Goodwin was reverted. So that gets the Eagles officially under the salary cap floor as they save $4.5 million. I know this is kind of a confusing, it's almost like a soccer loan. Do you want to try to maybe explain this to the listener a little bit? Yeah, I think how you said it as a soccer loan is probably the easiest way mm-hmm. to look at it. And essentially, the Niners got Marquise Goodwin off of their books for one year right. to essentially swap picks for the Eagles to move back 20 picks and then for the Eagles to save $4.5 million on the cap this right. year. So essentially they just swap picks for a loan of Marquise Goodwin for one year to get the salary cap off the Niners' books last year for mm-hmm. them to make a run at it again, which unfortunately didn't happen due to all the injuries. And then now that he's back, the Eagles can't afford that cap hit. So he's going back to the Niners. So essentially all that trade boils down to was forgetting about Marquise Goodwin. It was just a swap of picks in the sixth mm-hmm. round for absolutely nothing. I mean, Chris <laughs> Hey, Winogo's not even on the roster anymore. So this is an irrelevant conversation. Basically, right. this never happened, and we are just living in a world where that trade never existed. All right, well, Gino, here's the big question. Who had the bigger impact on the Philadelphia Eagles, Marquise Goodwin or Frank Gore? I, I think uh, Jimmy Kemsky had a great tweet that uh, it's exactly what happened in a lot of these situations where guys who have been on the Eagles roster, quote-unquote, are no longer there. And this was the the tweet from Jimmy Kemsky. Marquise Goodwin now joins Frank Gore, Nick Fairley, Kenny Britt, and Jay Valai Kenny in the Britt, Charles Henley yes. <laughs> Ring of Honor. And, yes. man, I was howling at that. Oh. Remember the Kenny Britt report? Yeah, that was in, ew, the airport? in 2017. Oh, yeah, I remember that vividly. I was very upset when I thought Kenny Britt was going to be their answer in 2017. And thank God they didn't do that, Gino, because then they probably wouldn't sign Elshon Jeffrey. And mm-hmm. we all know Elshon's a huge part of the Super Bowl win. So yeah, Kenny Britt, Frank Gore, you know, good win going back to San Fran. He's not going to actually stay on the roster. The Eagles do get under the salary cap floor. And now 
Do they take any of that money and move it towards the wide receiver position? Me and Gino are going to dive deep into the position today. What to do in free agency versus the draft. And also, they have a bunch of young players to evaluate in year two. Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, Travis Fulgham in year three, but year two with the Philadelphia Eagles. And like again, there are a lot of ways they could go about addressing the position. But regardless of how they do it, man, they need to finally get this position right. I mean, along with, I think, maybe the New England Patriots... They might have one of the worst track records at this position since 2014 when Jeremy Macklin was a star. Like They have not had since that season a 1,000-yard receiver, and I'm pretty sure the last two years they haven't had a guy over 500, or they had Travis Fulgham this year, but they haven't had a receiver over 600 yards in the last two years. So you look at how bad they've been at drafting receivers and trading for guys and signing them like you go back to 2013 or 14, they draft Jordan Matthews over Devontae Adams. And then 2019, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk. Like you had Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar in 2017, but outside of that, the moves just have not worked. You look at bringing back Deshaun Jackson, Mike Wallace, Golden Tate, Gino, just nothing has worked at this position, and you see how young quarterbacks benefit from having a star receiver. Josh Allen last year with Stephon Diggs, Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins. Carson Wentz never had that, and hopefully for whoever the quarterback is this year, Jalen Hurts, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, they get it right this year because it goes a long way having star wide receivers or at least multiple guys that you can rely on in an 11 personnel setup. Well, Lou... A new development within literally the last 15 seconds of okay. us being on the show. The Eagles will have a little bit more ammunition to make that happen and get some more wide receivers in this draft class because, per the terms of the Marquise Goodwin trade, and this is from Matt Mayoko okay. of Mayoko NBC Sports, the trade last year will revert Goodwin back to the Niners. Mm-hmm. The Niners now must send their original seventh round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles this year. That makes so the sense. Eagles will yeah. have 11 picks in this draft. I was going to say, man, because it would be weird if Goodwin just goes back to the Niners. The Eagles don't even use him ever. And they flipped picks. So the Niners last year had a higher pick and what that just stays. Mm-hmm. So I guess this, I guess, makes up for that. Yeah, it absolutely does, and I I know everything I said in that first segment kind of is irrelevant now, but here we are again talking about this trade. You now have an additional seventh-round pick, Lou. We talk about having to address this wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. If things start to unravel in the beginning of the draft, say Jamar Chase goes at three, and you Or say you take a quarterback yourself at six. Yeah, or take a quarterback at six. You have a ton of ton of firepower now it's going to be really interesting to see what they do in free agency versus the draft and how they complement each other based on their strategy like do they go with a big fish free agent and then like gino saying take a guy in the second third round like day two day three to compete with quez watkins travis fulgham and john hightower for that third receiver spot or do they you know go with a veteran right now in free agency and do they draft somebody at number six overall there's a lot of ways it could work out we're going to dive into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. With a promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to receive a 
50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head to the website or use your mobile device for a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKDOWN. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into episode two this week of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Me and Gino diving into the wide receiver position. Again, it's one that they just, you know, 2017, obviously Alshon Jeffrey instrumental in that Super Bowl win, as was Nelson Aguilar and even Torrey Smith, man. But with how many stars they have drafted average players or busts over in drafts since 2014 and you know the trades that have not worked like Deshaun Jackson and Golden Tate and the free agent signings like Mike Wallace just nothing has worked so regardless of what they do this year they have to get it right now what is the plan to get it right this year there's a lot of ways that could go about this part of it is you have to see and kind of think what you believe about the young kids you have Already, Jalen Rager, you took in the first round just a year ago, and Quez Watkins showed some flashes at the end of the season, and John Hightower showed some flashes early on in the season with the ability to separate consistently. And then Travis Fulgham, for a month, led the league in receiving. So a lot of what you decide in free agency in the draft really depends on how you feel about these young kids and what kind of role they can have in year two. I think the next few days will be very indicative of that, to be honest with you. It's going to definitely tell you their opinion. Yeah, especially if they want to get a guy. I mean, you have talked about Curtis Samuel for quite mm-hmm. some time. Kenny Galladay is still out there weighing his options. Juju Smith-Schuster is still out there. So some of those Tier 1 guys are still out there. And with the way the market is developing, yep. maybe you could get those guys at a discount. So you take a chance on them. But if you like what you have in the building from a young player perspective and Jalen Rager and John Hightower, Quez Watkins, you guys are probably sick of hearing these names over and over again, knowing who they are and knowing that they'll be on the roster. The thing is, who is going to compliment them? If they go out and sign a guy like Curtis Samuel Lou, they might not feel as high on Jalen Rager as they did a couple months ago or even one of the other two gentlemen we mentioned. Or if they go out and sign maybe just a guy like uh, Rashard Higgins, who's a Mm -hmm. Tier 2, Tier 3 guy, they might love what they have right now and love the position they're in at 6, knowing that they have a chance to get a big-time pass catcher, regardless of what position it is. So they're going to work along that young team-building element now in a manner where, hey, if they go out there and sign a guy or – want to hey if Allen Robinson's like hey get me out of here now that Andy Dalton's the quarterback right and there's a chance to go and get a guy like that yeah maybe if the Eagles don't love what they have you you take a chance on that but where they sit currently with how many bodies they have there I can just see them sticking with what they have especially knowing that they can draft Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or Kyle Pitts at six and then just supplementing it with middle of the road guys which we had talked about yeah, so that's the thing. Like, if they go out and sign Curtis Samuel and then draft Jamar Chase, like, you know, they don't believe in all those guys to a certain degree because mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel would start, as would Jamar Chase, and Jalen Rager would be your wide receiver three. But if they go out and let's just say sign an average um, veteran like a Keelan Cole, let's just say, for instance, mm-hmm. and then they drafted Devonta Smith, you know that, okay, they're, they want to give. Fulgham, Watkins, Hightower, a real chance to battle with Keelan Cole for that wide receiver three position. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do with the draft and free agency to tell us what they think of the young guys in the building. I do think, Gino, they need at least one big free agent or high draft pick, though. Like, I don't want to go into next year with Rager and two of those guys that you already have in-house 
as starters. So either a veteran free agent wide receiver or a top draft pick, I think you really do need that player. And so I'm not saying go for Curtis Samuel and you know Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, but you got to get at least one of those guys in there, especially if you go quarterback in round one, then, like to me, you have to go pay a Curtis Samuel or a Kenny mm-hmm. Galladay. I mean, that's the strategy Another I want to take. Point. Be, right, because I want to take a quarterback in round one. So that, for me, is why I'm so adamant on Curtis Samuel, is because based on what I'm hoping they do, I don't think they're going to have that top pass catcher, even Kyle Pitts in this conversation as well, to work with. Yeah, let's kind of combine a lot of the elements we've talked about in the show so far and yeah. seeing that if they do sign a guy like that, it not only tells you what they think about what they have at the current position, mm-hmm. but that, hey, maybe they might not want to take Yeah, it their draft plans for sure. Yeah, they might have other plans at the quarterback position, especially with how Jacoby Brissett is not in Philadelphia how a lot of these guys that we thought would be a backup are not in Philadelphia currently. So nothing is set in stone at the quarterback position here in Philly. So, hey, maybe this, plus all this draft ammo they have, they might be going up to get their quarterback and then Mm -hmm. might want to swing around back in round two, trade back up into the first round, maybe to snag a guy like Rashad Bateman. Or if you have a chance to even trade up and let's say Jalen Waddle takes a tumble due to his injury and you have a chance to do that and get a quarterback and a high-end guy like that plus Curtis Samuel, that's something you have to explore. But now that the cap is settled and you're under the cap, you can actually try and figure this stuff out now. So see if you can get a guy in here on a maybe a one-year deal with a couple of those void years or maybe a two- or three-year deal, which mm-hmm. the trend of these long-term deals are three-year deals now that's what a long-term deal is in the nfl this day and age and it has a lot to do with how quick rosters turn around and we don't want to be in the same position a couple years from now they have to do it both in the draft and in free agency but it is going to be very telling of what their plans actually are and Mm -hmm. like we keep saying each week it's like we're just solving that puzzle of what they are doing like we're looking at the box and now Okay, we got past the corner pieces. The entire outline's done. We got like a little section done. We're starting to fill it in, you know? We're getting about halfway done. And once we get through this first and second wave of free agency, that's another section of the puzzle. Once we get to the draft, that's basically finishing out the puzzle. And we're going to see where they stand. And frankly, I think right now, as they are under the cap, I think they're in a good position to turn this team around rather quickly. Like, just seeing the firepower they have, how easily... As much as people might hate him, how he was able to get under that cap, being the second worst team in the NFL in terms of their cap situation coming into this offseason, and now we're under it a day before we go into a free agency officially, I'm not really worried about the cap space. Sorry, oh, since yeah. 2018, when me and you started the show together, I think we've had the same conversation every March where we keep telling people, stop worrying about salary cap space yep. because this always happens. They get to the floor and we're always like, what were we? What was the fuss about for two months? Yeah, yeah. so again, back to receiver. Quarterback in round one, that would definitely want, for me, to have this team bring in Curtis Samuel, a Kenny Galladay type of player. But, you know, mm-hmm. if they're going with Jalen Hurts, what I probably 
see them doing is in free agency, probably more so going with a tier two, tier three wide receiver. Like today we saw Adam Schefter report that the Bears are fielding calls about Anthony Miller. That would make a lot of sense as like a slot receiver for you to compete with Watkins, Fulgham, and Hightower while you draft a pass catcher at number six overall. Or somebody like, I don't know, mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, a Will Fuller, Keelan Cole type. I'm just trying to think of those Tier right. two, tier three guys that quickly come to name. Um, so that's the kind of that's the thing here is depending on what they do at receiver, it not only like you said, you made a great point. It doesn't only tell you about what they feel about these young pass catchers already in house, but it yeah, it does also hint at what they could do at number six because I just don't think they're going to pay Kenny Galladay and draft Jamar Chase. Like if they pay Kenny Galladay, right. I'm saying to myself. Okay, not to mention, you know, they didn't go after Jacoby Brissett or Tyrod Taylor. They yep. might be going for quarterback in round one because their backup is already on the roster. <laughs> I know, man. You said it. And yeah. frankly, we can't make any assumptions regardless of any type of bias for any quarterback that you have. We can't make any assumptions at that position right now because come tomorrow, there's only one guy on the roster. They haven't pursued anybody. We have no idea what they're going to do there. So we have to leave all avenues open. And that's what we're looking for at wide receiver as well. We have Mm -hmm. a better picture of what's going on there. And you have more bodies and more chance to see if things work out with a guy like Greg Ward or see if JJ has anything left to give. But you have to overhaul it and not just rely on that, especially at this position. We've seen it just destroy Carson Wentz. We can't let it hurt any quarterback that we have right you have to load up at this position and what you have right now isn't going to get it done i'm excited to see what happens and i think things will break open right when teams have to cut down and officially be cap compliant tomorrow when we know exactly who will be the full pool of free agents because there will be some more tomorrow once these cuts do come through so once we officially have the whole slate ready to go i think that's when we'll see how we work his magic quote-unquote and see if he can actually do anything to help this roster moving forward this season and it is weird right now Lou because I feel like they've always had a deal done like right before the tampering period even started like last year the Javon Hargrave deal was already done before the whole period started Malik Jackson the year before that and now we we don't even have our own free agent signed yet I mean they have not signed a single unrestricted free agent regardless if they're on Philadelphia or any other team in the league. They have not signed one this period yet. It's a good point because I think they've been so focused on just trying to get to the cap floor. But, um, yeah, they and there really haven't been even that many rumors. I mean, I know they were tied to uh, John Johnson, the safety from the Rams that signed with the Cleveland Browns. But outside of that, like what names have been really tied to this organization – um, not I many. saw uh, Kawan Williams, the uh, yeah, right. That's right. The slot corner the Niners, for, but besides for, yeah. that, not much at all, man. Like no rumors whatsoever. You yeah, and Jacoby can... Brissett. I mean, they were tied to, but he just signed with the Miami yeah. Dolphins. So yeah, well, I mean, they've been pretty quiet, and we kind of saw that coming. But Gino, it's kind of it's kind of sad because the past few years when they're trying to win championships, they've been one of the more active. I mean, they're not always signing the tier one player, but they're always making a bunch of moves for sure. And I do hope the moves that do come 
at least a couple do come from the wide receiver position. And again, it really just does depend on what they want to do in the draft and what they feel um, with their young guys right now. And that's what we're going to talk about wrapping up the show in segment three, what we think of Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, Travis Fulgham, compared to who you could bring in in free agency and the NFL draft. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and to maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, while rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. It's a family business that's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, whatever your car, whatever your truck needs. Make sure you go to rockauto.com and write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And guys, today's show is also sponsored by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar now, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. It's a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. 18 amazing flavors. Go to builtbar.com. And when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into the Lockdown Eagles podcast, segment three of this Tuesday edition of the show. Me and Gino are diving deep into the wide receiver position. Do they go big free agent? Curtis Samuel, Kenny Galladay, or do they go for more of the value signing or a trade like somebody like Anthony Miller from the Chicago Bears because you plan on taking a a receiver at sixth overall? It's a really fascinating discussion. And again, Gino, just a lot of it has to do with what you think of Jalen Rager. Can he be your wide receiver one or even wide receiver two? Do you think Quez Watkins could be a starter as wide receiver three? Do you think Travis Fulgham bounces back? after that really bad second half of the season compared to he was on top of the world in the first half of the year. Is John Hightower going to do what he did? It's like it's kind of the tale of two seasons for all three of those guys, or I should say all four of those guys. And so I, I feel like it's kind of the law of average. At least a couple are going to pan out, right? I think at least a couple will be reliable. I just don't really know who because everybody showed flashes just not enough consistency. And I guess it makes sense because they were fifth, sixth round picks and waiver wire guys outside of Rager. Yeah, that's a very good point to make. And you really don't know what you have in, in any of them, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them showed flashes, but flashes will get you fired, as they like to say in the NFL. Good point. You have to see consistency from these guys. But we like to look at everything in a positive light on this show. Mm-hmm. I believe that Jalen Rager is going to fit a very niche role in this offense. I was just about to ask you what you think of Rager and Sirianni's offense, because I think it's a fit. Yeah, I think he kind of fills that T.Y. role almost. Mm -hmm. You know, like T.Y.'s never been that X type of receiver that's going to consistently beat man coverage. He's a Z-style guy all day long that can move in and out of the slot. And he had a hell of a lot of success the last couple years for Nick Sirianni's offense. And I believe that that's how you're going to have to use him especially if you go out and get a guy like Chase or Pitts at six or even sign a guy like Kenny Galladay who would be your X receiver. or I mean, heck, there could be any combination of guys at the X receiver position, but Rager should love that he has a guy that loves getting guys in space. They drafted Paris Campbell a couple years ago, 
a guy who has to get the ball in space, is a gadget-style player. You can use Greg Ward like that. I, I think he would be a perfect player to use like that. But at the same time, you have to believe that you can upgrade from Greg Ward and you can upgrade from Travis Fulham and you can upgrade from Quez and John Hightower because, like you said, Lou, outside of Jalen Rager, all these guys are day three picks mm-hmm. or undrafted guys. So just because you like the talent that these guys have doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking to see if you can upgrade. And, and that's, frankly, what I think ultimately will come down to the Philadelphia Eagles' selection in this whole process at wide receiver is do they believe in what they have? And this whole coaching staff change will be very, very indicative of what happens there. And I don't think we've seen anything big happen yet, strictly because of this whole salary cap situation and trying to get under it. But hey, man, the NFL works quick, and so do the Philadelphia Eagles. We could be having a completely different discussion this time tomorrow. And they could have went out and drafted a, or not drafted, signed a, a big time wide receiver free agent or made a trade for a guy like Anthony Miller. And that plan will come along even more. Gino, the last thing, Jalen Rager is fascinating to me. Like, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty now, but they should have took Justin Jefferson, even though I didn't agree with it at the time. I liked the Rager pick. They should have took Brandon Ayuk, probably. But at the same time, I don't know, Jason Avant made me feel better about this. He's doing a podcast with Quentin Michael, and last week they were talking about Rager, and he made me feel really a lot more confident in Rager's ability to bounce back in year two. Like, I do, I do think he dealt with a lot last year. Injuries, unfair scrutiny. Like, the minute he got hurt and Jefferson was taking off, fans were just really dishing on him, and then they couldn't take it. They didn't like it when Rager fired back, and so now Rager's kind of like, one of the enemies of Eagles Twitter, which I think is totally unfair Like to the kid. I think the way fans kind of handled that was ridiculous, and then they just didn't like that he gave it back to him. But I do think, to a degree, he showed at least he belongs, right? I don't know if he's going to be wide receiver one. I don't even know if he'll be wide receiver two, but I do think he's at least a starter in 11 personnel. He Like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, for instance, like the minute he was out there in 2019, you could just tell... He just doesn't, he's not a pro-ready receiver. You could tell he just did not fit out there. Rager, like, yeah, he was really stiff last year. He Mm -hmm. dealt with injuries. You could tell that hampered his explosiveness, and he struggled with man coverage. He did not see a lot of press man in the Big 12 at TCU. But at the same time, I do think when he was healthy, he made plays each week more consistently than anybody else outside of maybe Travis Fulgham for that one month. But I thought over the stretch of the entire season, Rager consistently was fairly reliable to a certain floor. I totally agree. And that athleticism, I mean, you could talk about the stiffness all you want. We could talk about his three cone all you want, but Mm -hmm. we know what he does when he comes on the field and what his play speed is. And ultimately that's where he makes his money. And can he develop into an X? It could be possible, but I, I really do think his best position is that Z receiver that you can move him around and just get the ball in space because you said it, Lou. I mean, last year when he was healthy, those first couple games, you could just tell his explosiveness was on a different level. Yep. I think in that Washington game, you saw it without a doubt. You saw how quickly he got down the field, even though Wentz overshot him a couple times. You saw what he could do, what his explosion could do, what his play speed can do. And like you said, you, you can't just give up on this kid after one year, and there's no reason to. And he had a freak injury in his foot he was never injured in college I think he missed one game in college so hey he had one bad season one up and down season still flash that potential and we're talking about having the ability 
to now bring in another guy as your number one true number one receiver to let Jalen Rager be a better number two I think the sky is the limit for Jalen Rager this year and he should be one of the happiest people right now now that Sirianni's there now that they have a high pick and a very good pass catching class I mean even if they don't get one early if you get a guy like Rashad Bateman or Kadarius Toney any of those guys at day two you're gonna have Jalen Rager smiling from ear to ear knowing that he can go out there takes the pressure off of him. They have another first-round pick that can kind of share the pressure with him. And, hey, whatever quarterback is there, you better be able to use them and better be able to hit those wide receivers if they bring in the guys that Sirianni wants to. It'll be fascinating to see what they do at wide receiver this week in free agency and also in the draft. We'll continue to cover it right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. So be sure to subscribe on any podcast platform and follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. For my co-host Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go Birds. Fly Eagles, fly.